0: For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. strengthened in their faith and for their jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of jesus as the messiah the son of god
1: bless the lord and welcome to for zion's sake we thank you for joining us we're the folks my name is Shelley,
2: and my name is june hi
1: everyone if you've been with us earlier in the week you know we're talking about a subject that's very important to all of us and that is halting or hesitating between two opinions And we took this from the scriptures in 1 Kings 18, when Elijah the prophet challenged all the false prophets. And we read in chapter 1 Kings 18, And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. So in this situation, as we said yesterday, the choice was between something of man or something of God. And this is the choice we all have to make in every decision we make. No doubt we choose, we would normally choose God's way, but so often we choose our way and so often our way seems so logical and reasonable. Then we went to Matthew 16 and talked about how Peter, the disciple, received a revelation from God that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And then, immediately after that, when he found out Jesus was going to suffer, he became actually the voice of Satan, because he gave an answer and I'm not accusing anybody, but I put myself in this situation He gave an answer that probably most of us would have given. And that appears in um, first Peter, I'm sorry, Matthew 16 verse 22. After Jesus said he was going to suffer, Peter said, God forbid, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And what was, what was Jesus' reply? Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but on man's. And that is a very powerful statement that we, when we speak not from God, but we can become the voice of the enemy. Because I don't believe God was saying that Peter was Satan himself, but he was used as a tool for Satan. And that's why it's so important to get the mind of God and understand his perspective rather than our own. And yesterday, I believe, Junie ended the program by reading from Matthew 16, beginning of verse 24, and we see there's an incredible flowing of uh, the power of God From that conversation with Peter to what Jesus now says to all of us, says then Jesus said to his disciples, "If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what will a man be profited, if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul?" Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Juni, these are very powerful scriptures, and i just like to point out some of the words from the Greek. In this portion of scripture, the Greek word for lose is actually to destroy. So denying ourselves, as Jesus said in the previous verse, is really to, God is wanting us to destroy our soulishness and live in the spirit. And in verse 25 it said, For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. Well, that word in Greek is suke. That is not the spiritual life. That is the soulish life. And that's what we have to be free from. That we can be set in God, in the power of God, and live and speak and have our being in the spirit of the living God.
2: And the word destroys Shelley's very strong word. and might not be understood by our listeners to the degree that um, we would come to desire the destruction of our soulish ways. But um, I think if we understand uh, how, humanly speaking, it would not be a man's desire to suffer, That really isn't human. As a matter of fact, you become a sadistical person if you have a desire to suffer. I mean, that's not um, godly wisdom for a human being. However, when Jesus came to earth, he came as the suffering servant. And one of the promises to his disciples is that we will suffer. If we follow the Lord and we desire to be like him. So Peter spoke something, as you said, that any one of us would speak. And to understand that God had a plan that through his suffering would come redemption. And through his suffering, he would destroy the power of the devil for you and for me. So anyone who's really born again has the resurrected life of the Messiah living within us, that we would be able to say when we feel a certain way or think something about a matter, Lord, please give me your mind and show me your desires and your will that I may follow your way, whether it's in our own life or a life for a friend that we're praying for, Lord, open up their eyes and give them guidance in their way. So, um, halting between two opinions is a very deep, deep, deep subject if we really follow through what it means with the examples that you've given, Showing.
1: It's really true June, and what, true, June, and while you were speaking, I think of that expression that Jesus gave uh, in the book of Revelation, when the Spirit of the Lord spoke, I wish you were hot or cold, but lukewarm. God does not like us to be lukewarm. And if you're lukewarm, you could either become hot or cold, and He wants us hot. But we need to be strong in the Spirit of God that we might speak the words of life. And the question is for all of us how often do we halt between two opinions, and our opinions, thoughts, and ways? must not rule our lives. We cannot be like the rest of the world or how we were before we were in the Lord. And I'd like to turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, because I believe this is a verse that really needs to grip us more powerfully than ever before in view of looking at halting between two opinions. The Word of God says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect.
2: That's Romans 12, verse
1: 2. Right, Romans 12, 2. We have to align our ways and our thoughts with those of God and not be conformed to the way we were or the way the world is. In fact, at our meeting on Sunday, we start, I started the message with Isaiah 55, beginning at verse 8 which says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways declares the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts what an admonition that is for us to seek the ways and the thoughts of god which of course are much higher than ours and i like to read something written hundreds of years ago by a puritan writer named baxter and, you know, the old writers had a way of saying something very, very direct. Listen to this. It is a plain contradiction to be saved without self-denial. For as it is self that we must be saved from, to stick to self is to be lost and miserable, and therefore not to be saved. So, really, when you think of it, Junie, it is really true. We need to be saved from ourselves, and we need to deny ourselves and live according to the laws and the ways of God. And you know,
2: Shelley, the gospel preached in the West is um, the promises of God. Believe in Jesus, and uh, you'll make money, you'll be happy, you'll be healthy. Um, He wants you healed, he wants you whole. And the truth of the matter is, the Lord does want us healed and whole and one with him. But the fullness of the gospel is very different than sometimes what we've heard. And therefore, if we have dreams and we have desires and we have hopes for something in our life, if we don't lay those things at the throne of God and say, Lord, this is what I desire, this is what I choose to do, this is what I hope for, but Lord, I ask that you give me your heart.
1: Yes. And Lord. I
2: choose to live my life in you, by you and through you. So I don't want my life lived, but I desire that your life lives in and through me. Can you give me your heart? Yes. And I, I think of, uh, Johnny Erickson, how, uh, when she was 16 and she dove into a lake and broke her neck, and um is a quadriplegic the um promises of god uh she was a a christian who really knew the word and her whole desire was to be healed and yet she came to a place in her life where she just yielded everything into the hands of god and to really think of her life, Shelly, how many millions of lives this woman has, taught, has touched as a quadriplegic, because God has used her life to give wheelchairs to um, quadriplegics and paraplegics all over the world. She's touched families uh, through camps and giving donations uh, in her condition, God has made a way for her to drive a van as a quadriplegic and and be on radio and and sing for his glory. I guess my point is, denying ourself is a very deep, deep, deep subject.
1: And you know, while you're talking, Junie, you know, too often we say... Deny myself. I can't deny myself. We're not losing anything by denying something. We're gaining something. We're denying the interference that comes from being obedient to God. So may self-denial become something that we would embrace. Because the more we deny ourselves, the more we allow God to rule and reign in our lives. And, and I
2: think that that's really the key, Sheldon. Really? That his life yes. comes alive in us. That's what happened to Johnny Erickson. Yes. She is living a life of deep suffering physically, but spiritually, emotionally, and mentally now, she is realizing that her life would never
1: have touched
2: the millions of lives because she would have been living her own life, her own desire. So if there's anyone listening who has been afflicted, I just want to encourage you, yield to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And find contentment in your situation and God will be glorified. We thank
1: you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're asking us to deny an impediment to a glorious life. We don't want to exist. We want to live for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box. and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been brought to you by the Psalm 127 Fund.